Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and I appreciate so very much the opportunity to talk to you today. Since the advent of shows like Judge Judy, The People's Court, and even going all the way back to Perry Mason, most of us at least have some idea of how a trial works. We can see how the testimony of a witness is given. Initial testimony is usually given under pleasant, accommodating, even friendly circumstances. This allows the witness, with the help of an understanding attorney, to tell his or her story in such a way that highlights the plaintiff's or the prosecutor's case. Then comes the cross-examination, and it can be unfriendly, even adversarial, because it is designed to uncover inconsistencies or even to discredit the witness's testimony. I don't know if you ever thought of it this way, but every day of our life we give testimony by what we say and what we do on behalf of the Lord Jesus. We are witnesses on trial every day. Our adversary, the devil, is always trying to devour us by discrediting our faith in God. Peter warns us in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 with these words, Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. A lot of people talk about being Christians and living for God, but the sad fact is that many don't actually possess a faith that stands up under cross-examination. Well, how about us? How about you? How's your faith? The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5 wrote, Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? We all need to do this examine ourselves, test ourselves, and see if we are truly in the faith. To help us make that examination, I want to take the word cross and use it as an acrostic, applying it to ourselves. I think it will help us to see whether or not our personal faith stands up under a C-R-O-S-S examination. These five concepts as taught in the scripture will be helpful in making our determination. Let's begin this examination with conversion. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, reading from the King James Version, we find, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Sometimes folks will mistakenly equate conversion with repentance. Repentance is required before one can become a Christian. Consider Acts chapter 17, and verse 30. There Paul said to those philosophers gathered in the city of Athens, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all everywhere should repent. 
Repentance is part of the conversion process, but it is not the end. Notice what James wrote in James chapter 5, verses 29 and 30, again reading from the King James Version. He wrote, Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Conversion is a process through which the mind is transformed. Look at how beautifully Paul described it in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, when he wrote these words, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. There is a change that must take place from the physical to the spiritual. Paul described it in Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 as the following, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. When conversion takes place, the things of most importance cease to be earthly things. Our primary concern becomes our spiritual existence and the world to come. Our conversion requires us to turn from friends, family, and others and to cling to Christ to whom we say we belong. Well, how are we doing? The next step in our cross-examination is reconciliation. Consider 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17-19, through 19, where Paul wrote these words, Therefore, if any man is in Christ... He is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The Bible teaches that our recreation in Christ has significant consequences. Most importantly is that we are reconciled to God in Christ. That which separated us from God is done away in Christ. Paul told the church in Rome that when they were enemies of God, the death of his son is what made friendship possible again. Through his death was made the possibility of walking in the right way. His life is what saves us. Being a new creation means a new way to live, a new lifestyle. A major aspect of this new lifestyle is mirroring God's merciful nature and not holding the sins of others against them. Not only have we been reconciled, but we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. The same word by which God is reconciling us constrains us to reconcile ourselves to others. Extending mercy is part of it. There are times when we need to seek it from others. This is often the most difficult task for the proud individual. Seeking the forgiveness of others is truly a humbling experience. We are nevertheless commanded to do just that. Consider Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 and 24 with me. Jesus said, If therefore you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your offering there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. Our worship, our very service to God, 
is dependent upon our willingness to reconcile with others. Admitting we are wrong and submitting ourselves to the judgment of others, particularly those whom we have wronged, is truly a difficult thing to do. Reconciliation with God also means turning our back on the world. Embracing the new life and the concepts Jesus taught is a choice that has serious consequences in this world. We cannot be friends with both. James reminds us that we cannot be friends with both God and the world in James chapter 4 and verse 4. So in our cross-examination, we must take the necessary steps to be reconciled to God and to be obedient one to another. As we continue the acrostic, let's consider obedience. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22 we read, Since you have in obedience to the truth purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. Obedience is often belittled by those who misunderstand the concept of grace as taught in the scriptures. The Apostle John also shed some light on how we are expected to walk in this light as he is in the light. In 1 John 1 and verse 7, we are told, But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. The Hebrew writer tells us that Jesus himself learned obedience by the things which he suffered in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8. Obedience is the fruit that demonstrates whose servant we are. Look at Romans chapter 6 verses 16 through 18 with me. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you were the slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed, and having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness, obeying God, is not always easy. The next step in the acrostic is sacrifice. Consider Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Not only are there outside influences that battle against us, but our very nature says, me, myself, and I are what is important. How I feel, what I think, what I want dictate for many what is right and what is wrong. There is no room for what God says, and many just respond by saying, I'm going to do what I want to do. The scriptures warn us about those who seek to please themselves in Paul's second letter to Timothy, in chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. He wrote, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Ears that itch will find someone to scratch them. It is the opposite of sacrifice. There will be those who teach and practice false doctrine claiming to be serving God. Paul gives a different perspective in Romans 16, verses 17 and 18, when he wrote, Now I urge you, brethren, Keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learned, and turn away from them. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites, 
and by their smooth and flattering speech they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. People who do not submit to the scriptures do not serve God, they serve themselves. Over in Romans chapter 1, verses 24 and 25, Paul wrote, Therefore God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, that their bodies might be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. When we twist the truth of God to fit what we want, we are serving ourselves, not God. The idea of sacrifice is that something valuable is surrendered for the sake of something more deserving. Sadly, most don't consider God more valuable than their own desires. I want to make one more point concerning sacrifice. In Romans chapter 6, verses 10 through 12, we find these words. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. Dying to sin is the fulfillment of God's desire for us. Living for God requires sacrifice by believers. Sacrificing the pleasures of this life and hoping for those in the world to come is truly the act of killing or separating ourselves from sin, dead to this world, but alive in Christ. Finally, the last point of the acrostic is service. Turning to Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, we find Paul writing the following. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Considering the needs of others to be greater than the needs of ourselves is central to the love we are commanded to have for one another. Whatever it takes, whatever is needed, that is what we will do. So, under cross-examination, how are you doing? Consider the points we made this, in this particular episode. The cross-examination involves conversion, reconciliation, obedience, sacrifice, and service. Again, we ask, how are you doing? Thanks for listening.